John, how are you doing today? Hello, Aiden. I am. I'm all right. I've had two glasses of milk and an entire block of cheddar, so I'm. I'm somewhere. I'm... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> a little. I'm a little uh, fucked up. I, I I failed a quiz this morning because I I woke up late and I had to do the quiz while tired. And, oh. and it like ruined my day so i had to cope by consuming dairy oh well that sucks it happens to the best of us yeah but anyways but, um yeah we we have a lot to talk about today both in terms of reading we have actual good news today and there was something that we blabbered about a little bit after we signed off last time that i wanted to talk about so i'm gonna go in the reverse order of that okay i'm gonna say uh, so, last week, after we finished the episode, we were sitting around the call and we were just talking about random stuff, and you said that, what was it, you picked up some PS4 games at the GameStop, right? It was at Walmart. They're, Walmart marked them all down because of the PS5 coming out soon, but, yeah. Yeah, so remind me what games it were that you picked up, or that they were most interested in talking about. Uh, the, the one, I remember, you, the, the one... You were really interested in it. I, I picked up uh, the Quantic Dream Collection, which is a collection of Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, and and Detroit Become Racist, as as I like to call it, uh, because it was it was like five dollars. That's that's three games for five dollars. And regardless, uh, like I've I, I've 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 seen like videos of Heavy Rain. I don't know anything about Beyond Two Souls, and I I know that. Detroit has has an aura around it that I just want to see what the the big deal is about. I've seen one clip and I immediately knew that it was going to be a shit show, and I just wanted to pick them up. But but I know nothing at all about Beyond Two Souls, and I, I remember that's what you wanted to talk about. Right. So you okay? Uh, Heavy Rain. The only thing about Heavy Rain really is the 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 video of the guy doing the grocery store chase while failing all QTEs, which is one of the funniest things anyone's ever put in a video game. It's great. I gotta say. Um I've never I, I've not played Detroit Become Racist, but I've tried to watch the Super Best Friends Let's Play that ended their friendship so many times that I've never gotten past like the sixth episode out of like fifty. <laughs> but Beyond Two Souls I know a little bit about. I know about about the background of it. And I think that you should, too, because it is just harrowing stuff. Okay, okay, um, I'm already listeners, interested. <laughs> listeners, if you are not in the mindset right now to hear about weird, sex-pervert, creepy guys, uh, skip to... Six minutes and 56 seconds. Okay. Uh, so, I have two articles open, and I just want to... Okay, so the first one is a Kotaku piece from... Two days before Beyond Two Souls came out in 2013. Okay. Um, and the headline is the video game that began with pictures of Ellen Page. Oh no! Oh no! I think I know about this. So keep going. Keep going. <laughs> basically, what the article details is that David Cage, uh, before Beyond Two Souls ever went into production, um, he was. He knew he wanted to get Ellen Page as his actress. Oh no! And he has like this. It it details that he has like this album of pictures of Ellen Page. Um, he has he has a so he's got a, he's got a two thousand page script for the game, and it's just marked up with images of Ellen Page uh, from uh, as young as eight through her adulthood. That's very concerning. That <laughs> um, 
Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it just goes on. Just, it's this fluff piece from right before the game came out. It's it's not very readable. Um, but th- this article dropped uh, October 3rd, 2013. Beyond Two Souls came out two days later. Um, or five days later? 8 October 2013. The second article I have is from Business Insider. And I'm just going to read the headline to you. This is from April 20th, 2015. Two years later. Ellen Page explored legal action against Sony after nude video game images leaked online. Uh. And what this article is about is how during the nude shower scene in the game, uh, the though you don't ever see the whole thing, they they did in fact, without her permission, make a a uh, detail in a an Ellen Page nude model, despite that she does not did not consent what? to be scanned nude, and she was not what? scanned nude. What? Hello? Yeah. I don't... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I... Um... My jaw is dropped. I... <laughs> basically, what I'm saying is, uh... I live every day wondering, is this the day I'm gonna log on and find out that David Cage has been exposed yet? Because I know that it's going to happen. This guy's a fucking weirdo. David Cage is a... I don't believe I don't I have I have my beef with the carceral justice system conceptually, but people like David Cage make me reconsider that. <laughs> yeah. Man. So before you get into any of his games, I just want to make sure that you knew that. Okay. <laughs> that this guy's a fucking freak. Alright. I mean I I knew that like D- David Cage had a reputation for not being great, but man. It's it's pretty fucking weird. Not to say that you can't enjoy them. I think that uh, it, whatever I ex- am exposed to his stuff, it makes me enjoy it more because I'm like, man, this guy's a fucking weirdo in so many ways. Yeah. But you know, just just before you get into the game, just know that that, that happened and that David Cage is 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 like that. God damn. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Um. All right. Uh, I now that you know that, and everyone who listens to us knows that. Uh, do you want to get into the actual good things to talk yeah, about? Yeah, let's get into the good things because because some some good things have happened recently with with Homestuck. Very. Um. You. Me. <laughs> Me. We we both said uh at the same time, and I was like, well. Th- you can go ahead with hives the high swap news. Um, high swap news out. Uh, Act Two is real. Uh, it's it's coming out. Pro- I, I'm saying it's coming out on November 11th because that's a Homestuck number day. Uh, but who knows? Maybe maybe they'll play a prank on us and it'll actually come out like on the 12th or something. Who knows? But uh, th- yeah, they released the first trailer for Act Two a year ago, and everyone thought that it that it was all a sham because uh. Some people may not know this, but HiveSwap has probably one of the most troubled histories in development that, like, any video game ever will ever have. It's oh, bad. Yeah. It's a shit show. Uh, s- someone, like, uh, a-, a giant article got released, like, earlier this month that was, like, a detailed play-by-play put together from, like, various interviews as far back as 2012, like when the, the the Kickstarter first happened, and it 
it's it took me like two hours to read the entire thing but and it, it's all a shit show but man act two real i hope we end up getting the the final two acts but yeah there's an episode coming way down way way down the line uh once we in in in, in a year and a half or so about um hive swap and its troubled development yeah <laughs> it's it's quite a, it's quite something but it is real which is pretty pretty cool i gotta say even though i haven't played the first one yet. yeah it puts me at ease knowing that it, it continues to be real because act one came out in 2017 when it was slated to have a 2014 release well technically all four acts were supposed to be released in 2014 yep but uh, but yeah, we can we can definitely have, dedicate an entire episode talking about <laughs> the 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 theft at the hands of the odd gentleman to to put the the Kickstarter money to King's Quest, uh, the million dollar sham that was the Homestuck Kickstarter. It's tragic. It's so fucking tragic. Yeah. Um, in less official news, um, so. Listen, faithful listeners may be aware that we really like to complain about the technological decay of Homestuck and uh, worry about how, how we're going to keep going after December uh, when Flashplayer gets discontinued. Yeah. And this hero... Oh, um, wait, pause, pause. Well, uh, Before we get into this, I just want to say, so people like dug up like uh, official documents from back when the, the Viz deal first happened. And part of the deal was Viz said that the, the like, videos and, like, the the flashes, the, like, walk-around flashes as they currently exist were supposed to be a temporary thing. They did make an agreement saying that they were going to convert all the walk-arounds into HTML5 and that all of the flash videos were going to get, like, like, actual, like, HD versions but that still hasn't happened, so we're still living on those 480p YouTube uploads. So yeah, shout out Viz, come on. <laughs> but yeah, but but yeah, carry but on. We are no longer at the mercy of of masters at Viz Media. Um, a hero by the name of Bamboshu on Twitter, uh, has overnight dropped a complete offline archive of the comic. That has basically everything that we have complained about fixed. Yeah. Um, this, it is a, it is Christmas come early for us. This is an actual miracle. Um, I know that you've explored it more thoroughly than I have. I have just been, I used it for this reading to go through it and make sure I had my notes in order. And I was really impressed that it has an, it has a new reader mode. So as a new reader, you can just, it has, it has a, a, I have to slow down here and back up. So, Homestuck, of course, as everyone knows, has a dearth of supplemental material, um, and this archive includes all of it. Um, it's The archive is structured as, it's a Chromium browser offshoot that yeah. has its own content uh, archive in it that you can use offline. Um, so what this is, is it works as a browser dedicated just for Homestuck. And the way that it works with the new reader mode is that all of the extracurricular content will be hidden until you get to the point in the comic where it becomes relevant or where it would have been released. Yeah. So it has, like, Hussey's blogs. It has, uh, I think it has a form spring. Yeah, it, um, it has Blogspot, Tumblr. It even has The Baby Is You by Toby Fox. Yeah. It's a lot. 
And the best part is that all this stuff unlocks as you go through it. So all of the the retcon panels that we've kind of danced around um, are their old versions until you actually get to the point in the comic where it would have changed. Uh, the like that stuff is all fixed. So it has this is the definitive version of Homeboy. It has the ideal first time reader experience. And if if by the time this episode uploads, because it'll be a, it'll have been a couple days, um, if you have not yet downloaded it. Um, and Viz Media has not yet, like, sniped it, then you need to get this. Uh, if nothing else for the purpose of saving it somewhere so you can share it around to other people who do, who would like it. Um, I cannot stress enough how important this is to preserve. Yeah, and, yeah, it's it's great. I, I think one of my favorite parts of it is the fact that it has Namco High built directly into it. Yes, what the fuck? Because, uh... Namco High got got taken down like years ago, and I don't I don't I've never seen anybody talk about about it being like up somewhere to like play. I I know you're probably able to download it somewhere, uh, but it's been so long since I've seen Namco High, which is such a very small and insignificant piece of Homestuck history, but it's here. Yeah, it blew me away to see it. Um, it <laughs> yeah it. This is everything that you could want, basically. There's, I, uh, mm, there's a couple things. Um, I looked up at the Wizardology book. I couldn't find the Wizardology book anywhere. Um, but like, all of the stuff that pertains directly to Homestuck is here. Yeah, I think I think the best part of it is, uh, there's a section that's dedicated to like new Homestuck stuff, and it 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 includes like external links, and the guy was like. Yeah, I have no ill will towards, like, new Homestuck stuff. I highly encourage you to, like, go and give your money to What Pumpkin and support their current projects. And it's great. Great guy. Yeah, this 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 is just, like... Yeah, I... Yeah, it's awesome that somebody took the time to do this. Um, there's... My, my only minor gripe with the functionality of it is that I couldn't find a hotkey to open the pester logs... Because I I don't like to have them automatically open, but I like to hit a button and to have them open. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. So, so maybe I will go and like fork the GitHub repository and add this as a feature <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's 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 so awesome. Um, we retweeted it on the official account. Uh, we I put it in the announcements in the Discord. Um, like go give this a download. Uh, give the guy a hundred dollars. Um. Just, it's it's awesome. I cannot recommend it enough. I, I another another like really cool thing about it is the fact that the program itself and like the assets and everything are separate. So uh I know it's happened already, but people can make like their own versions of Homestuck. I know a version has already been released that like patches out all the slurs, which is something <laughs> people have been asking for for like a while. Right. Cause cause you know, the R slurs can be a bit a bit much they get thrown around quite a bit. But yeah, it's going to be interesting going forward to see like what people do with this because it's very open source. Yeah, it's I mean it's yeah, it's literally open source. Um I I don't have anything else amazing to say about it. Um I didn't look, the other okay, another feature that's really cool is that you can play the flashes with the like high high fidelity Bandcamp audio. Yeah. Um, and that is really cool. 
uh, as well. Oh, that, uh, the, 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 it, it, it has like a built-in wiki for like every Homestuck song that like says <laughs> like what songs reference the song you're currently viewing and also like what songs it references. It's it's great. It's so in depth. I didn't even see that. That's so cool. But yeah, get this. Get this now. Right now. We are commanding you. <laughs> um But yeah, this at the end of the day, uh for us this means that we can sleep we can rest easy and we don't have to download all the flashes ourselves and figure that out or something. Um Shame on you, Viz Media, that some complete random did this for free before you did it when you bought the comic rights for money. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's that's our good news. Uh, it, it, it's so weird to go into one of these with news about Homestuck and have it be good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, download the download the thing, put it on a thumb drive, distribute it to your friends, tell the world about Homestuck in its <laughs> rightful format. Keep the zip back. Keep keep the the backup of the zip. Uh, so in case someone needs to, like, make a torrent for it, you have the intact data in the identical form everyone else does. All that good stuff. But yeah, um, we just spent, like, ten minutes talking about that. Yeah, uh, this we're is, at 17 minutes This is already. probably the longest intro we've ever done where we're not directly talking about the content within, like, ten yeah. minutes. So I'm gonna say that we should go right into talking about the content, because we have a lot of good content today. Oh boy, We're eating we? good. We are eating good today. Um, so, okay, let me uh, settle myself into my mindset of reading my notes, and uh, let's, let's get going. Alright, so, we left off with the tragic murder of our, our dear Nepeta Legion by the vicious Gamzee Makara. Um, and we transition immediately to the site of... The, the Egbert car having crashed into a tree. It's so sad. Rest in peace. That was probably the last car in the in the world. <laughs> Fucked up. That was the last car. Um But yeah, so John is forced to walk to walk on his own feet. Um and as he makes his way to the castle he sees uh in the distance. I he was told last time that his, his dad would be found in a castle and that so he's now on his way to try to find him. Um, but as as he makes moves towards the castle, uh, he's pestered by Vriska, who has some pretty heady things to talk about here. Um, he's initially resistant to Vriska talking to him because, you know, he really wants to find his dad. Uh, he's got a lot on his plate, but right now what he cares about is finding his father. Um... He gives in to talk to her, uh, and pretty quickly forgives her for tricking him into dying, into being killed to go God's here. John is not the kind of person to hold grudges, I do not think. Yeah. Um, but the real thing here is that Vriska is really torn up right now, and what she's torn up about is having killed Tavros. Um, she's struggling to square... Uh, her actions against what society expects of her, um, her own feelings about violence, etc. Um, and she doesn't know how to feel about herself and her own 
her confidence is shattered after having killed Tavros. Um, and the fact that her confidence is shattered it only bothers her even more. Um, she says she felt like she had to kill him um, to to get over that part of her life, but having done it now, it doesn't feel good. And Vriska being somebody who has killed thousands and thousands of other children, uh, to be hung up on this one guy, um, it really bothers her. Yeah. She can't talk to anybody else besides a human because she's afraid she'll feel she'll appear weak to her friends. Um, and she says that she says that uh, she grew up bec- because of her Lucy's growing up. She feels like she had a juvenile attitude about killing, uh, and that she was trying too hard up until this point. Um, I have so many notes on this, and I can't read through it all live so it's all kind of a jumbled mess um let's see Vriska kind of explains like the theme the the, the themes are re- revolving the game and how they're meant to usher the players into maturity or like to encourage them and challenge them to mature um and how she feels like the trolls in their session failed in this sense uh, and how she suspects that because she was the one to go god tier, um, and the game set 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 itself out to be in two teams, so it was two it was six people versus six people. Now she believes that they was meant to raise them up to become the the paragons of violence that alternative society would normally demand of them, and that Carcat's leadership was just simply too effective. And so none of them really grew into that role, uh, besides maybe her, and even she's not sure about it, until long after the game was over. Um, and, she, yeah, she kind of compliments Karkat as being too good of a leader for his own good. Um, but yeah, there's a lot here. Um, and I think that this really shows a lot about Briska as a character. I know that you're dying to talk about this. Yeah. This is, like, one of my favorite Vriska bits, because she, like, really opens up here uh, in a way you don't really see elsewhere. She really she really confides in John this, this information oh, yeah. about being scared to be seen as weak, and uh, it's it's one of the, the, the pester logs that I really point to when when people complain about Vriska, because it, it really shows, like, Vriska's like kind of like she's not she's not all that bad like she's not trying to be bad she's not like she's really shaped by uh the the society she was raised in like it really humanizes her yeah uh especially when when she talks about the the nuanced killing on on Alternia uh it's 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 one of the things that I wish people would pay more attention to when talking about the trolls because they, they they didn't grow up in human society it, it they 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 experienced a very different society so i don't really think that we should view them through the lens and and hold them accountable like we would humans because it's just way too different mhm and yeah friska good yeah this <sighs> 
if if any of the things that we've talked about as being turning points for Riska are not turning points, then this this is. Um, the I I really like this as well. Um, I think that a lot of the thing, like a lot of stuff in here, serves really like it feels appropriate that it gets revealed at this point. Um, like she says that part of the reason she was so passionate about wanting to kill Jack is that she it, it part of it part of her is that she wanted to protect the people who were her, her friends. Yeah. Um, which is not a not the kind of lie that Briska would tell, I think. Yeah. Um and her talking about how she couldn't her fear of appearing weak to others is also very uh it does a very good job of recontextualizing her prior actions. Um and how how much of a tough guy appearance she put on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is... I think it's really good. Um, and I agree with you that uh, it also casts the a very particular light on Alternian society and a, a different... Um, definitely different light on what the trolls' expectations would be uh, in their own society and growing up. Um, it's It's quite good. Very good. Thank you, Hussy, for writing this. It's so good. I'm eating so well. <laughs> yeah, I... It, it's awesome. Um, and it... I also want to shout out to, like, the, the, the panels accompanying this this uh, little exchange. They're very, like... The, the one on 3468, I think, is really iconic. Yeah. Um, where it's, like... It just goes a good, does a good job of... Uh, the the risk of having an Evangelion self reflection moment. Um. Yeah, it's. I don't know what to say besides it's really good. I also like the remark of Carcat. The, the concept of Carcat, um, just being too efficient of a leader that he that he stopped all of his pals from murdering each other. Good job, Carcat. Uh, <laughs> that it, it is an awesome uh like plus to throw to like pre uh pre meteor pre meteor collapse car cat being a shitter um it, it gives him some upsides yeah <laughs> but yeah um so speaking of car cat uh we go over after this exchange to car cat uh talking to Terezi or wait no 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 well, Terezi tries uh, Terezi, to talk to Carcat. Terezi tries to talk to Carcat, but Carcat um, uh, blocked her because Gamzee was was on her glasses. Yeah. Uh, she, she. Yeah, her message is Miss Carcat. Um, she's doing her weird detective role play thing. Tries to warn Carcat about Vriska. Um, does some f- weird flirting. Uh, stop. <laughs> I thought we were past this. Um, I think we don't have to put up for, for long, because uh, it just goes over back to Carcat uh, and his own little inner monologue. Um, he's dragged Solux to the ectobiology lab, uh, where he created the Paradox clones of himself uh, and his friends, and 12 other Wigglers that he doesn't give a fuck about, and he's upset uh, that he got conned into 
doing all this bullshit. Wonder who those 12 are. Really makes you think. Uh, Karkat's really gone Doomer mode on this page. He's really <laughs> blackpilled. <laughs> He's, like, saying, like, damn, I wish I never b- borned myself. <laughs> um, well, yeah, he doesn't have much time to go Doomer mode. Uh, because Solix wakes up immediately and spits all the teeth that Karkat tried to shove back in his mouth out. Um, he's awake. Uh, thank God. Glad to have him back. Love Solix. Welcome back, Solix. Um, we go back to, uh, to, to Friska's conversation with John here. This is a reading that has a lot of, like, conversation happening while other things happen, and that is the, the hardest kind of like structure to discuss i feel yeah so it's not all sunshine and rainbows unfortunately um but yeah uh john and Verska continue to talk about um what about about the situation and how she feels um and Verska talks about how here she talks about how um her in her being so torn up about Killing Carcat has left her, uh, has shattered her confidence in that she'll be able to take on Jack. Um, she wonders, like, if she can't go through with a one perfectly justifiable killing, then does she have what it takes to take on Jack? Um, John, uh, ever brilliant, uh, reassures her that. She's sure that she can do it. Um, she's not weak. Um, even if she has done genocide in the past. Uh, but he, then he's not sure if he wants her to actually go and do it, because that's dangerous, and that he doesn't want her to die. Um, I, this is kind of where, uh, uh, uh the, the, the plan to, uh, to let the kids deal with Jack starts to, or, well... No, 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 my own. Um, John does float the idea of letting the kids deal with Jack, uh, but we uh, we know that um, she's gonna just come through the scratch anyway. So this is not really foreshadowing anything, I guess. Um, but yeah, Riska has an interesting line here on thirty four seventy two about uh, that's very self aware <laughs> of. She kind of puts down Tavros postmortem and makes the the reflection that if I can't get through, if I can't um, get, find the strength to go through with something that's hard without just telling myself that I can, then like, is it is it real? Um, it's the end of th- yeah, end of thirty four seventy two. Um, if this is going to mean anything, I guess I just have to find the strength from somewhere to go through with it. More than just the fakey strength that comes from turning a blind eye to all your flaws. You know what I mean? That's very, um... Man. Yeah, classic Vriska right there. Uh, let's see. Moving, let's see. Going on. Um... The topic turns to ancestry, which is another bit of a theme in this reading. Um, Vriska, again, explains the concept of having... A, a, a troll who an adult troll who the kids trolls can relate to 
Um, and this is more valued among the higher bloods. Um, and John kind of responds to this, uh, like, oh, like, I have a, an ancestor, my grandma. <laughs> I'm becoming a prankster just like she was. And I just find this really cute, um, how Risco just kind of rolls with it. Uh, it's, it's a very nice bonding moment between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, but Riska does detail about how when she was young, um, she found a, when she was young, uh, a me- there was a, uh, a shooting star came at one point, a meteor, if you will, and on it was a Minecraft starter chest, uh, <laughs> containing, <laughs> am I wrong? <laughs> containing, uh, uh, Riska's particular insignia, uh, shared by Mindfang and Mindfang's journal. Um, and how this kind of influenced Riska as a child, uh, to have a role model to look up to. And how she tried to model herself after Mindfang, and how having this figure in, in her, not in her life, but that she knew of, gave her this strength to, to go on. Yeah. Um, and also, those other Wigglers were the ancestors. Uh, surprise, surprise. I'm surprised. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Ancestors? Whoa. <laughs> There's 24 trolls? What are you talking about? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> but yeah. Um, this this is just goes further into, I think, trying to humanize Risk, even though it feels a little bit more silly. Uh, the, the, the very literal John trying to humanize this experience um, is, is entertaining, but also I think that it's a good dimension to add to Riska's character that Growing up, uh, one of the few ways that she had to cope with her situation was there was somebody else just like her who was really strong and cool. Yeah. And she could be just like her. Um, and that's, that's interesting. More interesting considering that we're gonna actually read some, some of Mind Fang's journal in a, in a couple pages to get a sense for that. But we'll get to that when we get there. Um, so. We, we tie up with uh, John and Vriska for the meantime, um, and we go back to the Karkat Solix situation, and we go back in the way of um, Solix is pestering Terezi, who has found, if we remind, remember, she has found herself in the computer lab uh, after investigating the crime scene. Uh, but Solix wants to talk to Terezi um, because he would like to commiserate the, sh- the shared experience of being blind. Great. Great. Um, I don't really know what to say about this besides, like, Solix seems a lot chiller now. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's okay with things now. Um, in a manner evocative of Deteradia, which is a little bit, like, reads a little bit sad to me. Um, but also it is in a, it seems to be in a very peaceful way to him because he is now no longer troubled by the voices he was constantly plagued with through life. Um, and he's just kind of, he, he, he has some peace and quiet now, basically. Yeah. I know. I mean, good for yeah. him. Cause like, uh, it was the voices of the eminently deceased. And if I, if I were constantly hearing the voices of people who were about to die, God damn. I would want some peace and quiet too. 
<laughs> yeah, shout out for Solix for sticking it out this long. Um, and he now he he hopes that uh, now that he can't hear them anymore, that maybe the deaths will stop. Um, Carcat in the background is is kind of aggrieved that his his best friend is t- is not is talking to his ex girlfriend instead of him. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, they talk about uh, blindness and how Charles doesn't really have a way to teach him how to be blind, but maybe he can just learn through experience. Um, he says probably the most considerate thing that Solix has said up to this point, which is that I'm okay to learn from you just being you. <laughs> um, he, uh, and uh, they're in, in the midst of this heartwarming moment, uh, Therese notes that Things around her, something smells brighter, uh, hmm. in a very, very foreshadowingly manner, hmm. uh, before she goes AFK. Interesting. Makes you think. Really makes you think. <laughs> um, then we get into the, we get into the next, uh, major, major component of this reading, which I am the big, I am a huge fan of this part. I wonder why. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, we get a bit of a, uh, 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 a bait and switch here, um, where it goes into, uh, Dave playing on Bro's Xbox. Uh, he's playing Dorito Skate 3, um, uh, he's fucking up, he sucks at gaming, um, he's wearing his, uh, his anime shades and the old Unshattered Record shirt, so this is clearly a younger Dave. Uh, before uh, Aradia starts pestering him. Um, it appears to just be a flashback uh, before it kind of starts to f- fall apart a little bit. Um, Dave is getting ready to just sign off and say fuck off and uh, never talk to her again before uh, he realizes that he hasn't um, and he remembers this and it went differently last time. Um before turning around uh, to maybe maybe my favorite page ever 3483 um it it this is the perfect homestuck <laughs> page i think <laughs> it's good <laughs> looks like you're a fairy <laughs> yeah that's cool <laughs> yeah um it becomes clear uh quickly that this this is some kind of thing that we've never seen before um dave uh, realizes that this isn't where that, that, that uh, this where he is right now is not where he was last. Um, he changes back into the shades and the record shirt. Um, for realizing, you know, maybe I was I was in the suit. I was in the green suit. Wait, Tracy said I would. Tracy said I was gonna take a nap and then go god tier and then, oh shit. So this is Doom Dave. Yeah. Um, we did actually see a little bit of this earlier with uh jade sleeping and seeing feffery uh they were in a dream bubble but we're just kind of seeing it from the perspective of someone who has died so yeah uh and this this is what this is a really interesting like okay i know that it's uh, obviously i'm the giant aradia fan but this is also legitimately really really cool sequence because when we had it with jade before it was like scary and unfamiliar and we saw jade getting scared and we were kind of there with her but this is us with dave 
a recently deceased Dave coming to terms with his own mortality and post mortality even. Um. So. Upon realizing where, like, that he's dead, um, Arati explains, uh, what, what exactly what's going on, that they're in the dream, they're in a dream bubble, and that, yes, it is, it's the afterlife, it's a memory, it's a dream all in one, um, that the dead occupy the dream bubbles, but they are accessible to the living under the right circumstances, um, Doom Dave uh, is kind of treated to an unfortunate, rather unfortunate montage of the things that he missed. Uh, he sees Bros. He sees Alpha Dave discovering Bros' death, which is he he takes about as well as the as uh, Alpha Dave did. Yeah. Um. It's all we've gone through this this Dave discovering that Bro is dead thing like three times, and it's always weird and uncomfortable um but yeah the i don't want to go here um arati takes on this this kind of air during this conversation specifically around when bro dot around when alpha when do so many daves around when doom dave discovers that uh bro died um where she kind of tries to guide uh, the recently deceased Dave through an appropriate reaction, I guess. Yeah. She kind of, she, she's like a therapist a little bit. Um, and she has this little, she has this sequence of lines here on 3489 that I really like, um, where she almost is kind of acting like the patron saint of time players, where she says, we must be at ease, uh, out, okay. The living need the living need each other's help just like the dead do. Alpha's Dave still has a long way to go. He's still not eased with with his mortality, but people like us have to be. We have to be prepared to die a thousand deaths before our quest is complete. Um, man, man, uh, almost like getting heavy. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. Um, dead Dave. Dead Dave. Uh, is like so shit. So like, I'm just one of many. Like. They're, I'm, I'm just one dead Dave operative to the time god. And Aradia is like, yeah, uh, this is a shared experience between the two of them. And she kind of, uh, I guess gently lets him in on the experience, on what is going on. Um, and when, as Dave, uh, is... Questioning, so what's the point of all this? Um, why am I here? Uh, Aradia answers, it's not your business anymore. Um, it's time to move on, which is really, uh, final in a way yeah. in a, that this comic doesn't, has not usually seen so far. Um, she takes him to her hive, to a memory of her hive, and tells him about how, you know, it's not all bad here. Um, you kind of have all the time in the world to uh, to get used to it, to explore the universe. Your curiosity is about existence. Um, there are many friends to be made, uh, and there's plenty of time for just about anything. Which is 
a lot. Yeah, it's uh as of right now uh it's it's really coming off as like most uh, well a few people's actual ideas of an afterlife and it it, it, com- it comes off as like super heavy yeah i feel like i'm not doing it justice but i don't really know how to how to um it aradia is literally like taking dave I- explaining dave uh or uh, like so you're dead now. Here's the afterlife. Um, get used to it. Yeah. Um. They go back to Dave's house. Uh, Tavra, a recently deceased Tavra, <laughs> is waiting there as well to uh, to break up the heaviness a little bit. And here's where we see Dave X Tavros become canon. <laughs> yeah, we we ripped on Nepeta last time for it, but little did we know it's real. <laughs> um, they have a they have a fun little fun little bit of fun little banter. Um, and uh, Dave asks Aradia, so like he's dead, I'm dead. What about you? And she says, Nope, I'm very much alive. And I love this panel a lot. It's very cute. Classic um, image of of a radio. Very classic. I, I reading this. I the concept of we are now formally introduced to the afterlife, and we now have an idea of maybe where Jade Sprite was before she was ripped cruelly back into existence, where all of our our dear friends have gone, and the kind of haunting eternity of it uh, that it's kind of difficult to process. Um, but also, I I find it really powerful and characterful of Aradia that the first thing, or not the first thing, but some after her resurrection, um, she's taken it upon herself to to go back to the afterlife and guide another fledgling time player through the experience of dying thousands of times and coming to terms with his own with their own mortality. It's good. I love a radio. Yes, she's. Th- we're getting. We're now getting into like actually like really good reasons to like her as a character, and this is really a. This is the main one. Well, not the main, but like, this is a really really strong one. I think. Um. It. It shows that she is a very caring person. Um. And it 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 is. I think it's just really powerful that this is, her, first uh, long sequence of event of things that she can do after. The story has let her be alive again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. It's really good. <laughs> um, but all good things come to an end. Uh, do you have any more comments on the on uh Homestuck Hell, Homestuck Purgatory? No, I think you I think you covered it pretty well. Okay. Um. But yeah. Uh, this also I just want to also tag out and say um. The uh after this, um, a really big point of a really big talking point rather was for any time a character died, people would be like, "Man, I hope we get to see them in the dream bubbles." Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There were there were years. Uh, there were literal years of like, man, I know Nepet is somewhere out there in the dream bubbles. Hope we get a little bit more of her. <laughs> uh, if only. <sighs> Tragic. Actually tragic. Um, 
But yeah, uh, so we we go back to the John and Vriska conversation because there's nine of these in this reading. Um, so John continues talking with Vriska um, as he prepares to move onward uh, to go find his dad. Um, and Vriska kind of notices him and says, like, hey, uh, this thing we have more pressing business to take care of before you see your family. Which, at first, strikes me as a little bit callous, but considering what's coming shortly... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I choose to be charitable to Vriska and read this as a favor that she is urging him to stay away... To, to Urging him away from finding uh, Dad. Yeah, the... <laughs> the... When you first read these, they you really can't tell what Vriska's doing, but once you know, like, she knows. Yeah. Like, she she sees where Dad is. She knows good and well what happens. And, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, instead of finding Dad, uh, Riska urges John to instead uh, seek the tumor or the big fucking bomb in the middle of the battlefield, um, and encourages him to uh, to cheat a little bit and get creative in the ways that he'll, he'll search for it. Um, to which, uh, well, first that um, before John. Uh, goes and fulfills another part of our being prophetic. Um, they have a little bit of an exchange that strikes me a little too much uh, as resonating the Equius Nepeta goodbye yeah, from last yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 uh, you're talking about 3494, right? Absolutely. Man, when I got to this part, I like gripped my chair. I was like, dear fucking God, it's going to happen. It, it reads a little bit. It, it's it's just a little bit too much. Like uh, like Equis and Nepeta. Um, John says it would be nice for this to not be the last time we talk before you go. Um, and uh, they reassure each other that they that they will talk again. Um, after after the high after the blue blooded troll goes to fight uh, an enemy. Um, pain. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, John decides to get creative, and uh, because the universe knew that last time we <laughs> talked about how John uh, likes Gurren Lagann, uh, and it's the it's his favorite anime because we said so. He makes a giant drill. It's great out of wind and uses it to drill into the battlefield. I I lost my shit. Um, I forgot that this happened. I promise you, I didn't. We did not plan this. I, I didn't forget that this happens, but I just didn't make the connection. <laughs> I mean, I'm the one who said Gurren Logon. I'm pretty sure. I right? agreed with it though, and, yeah, and okay. I let it sit in my mind, and I thought about, it, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Sure. <laughs> but yeah, canon now confirmed. Um, he was thinking about uh. Giga Drill Breaker and cool stuff. Um, as John uh, shakes the battlefield with his uh, wanton destruction, um, 
we go to see a, a quaint little scene of a uh, mom and dad uh, sharing a drink and some dessert just on a nice little table in the battlefield. Um, they're both quite uh, quite inebriated, uh, the narrative makes it sound like. Um, and they're both greatly enjoying each other's company. And you know what? At least they're going to go out happy. Because uh, it zooms out and we see their their hands held in the reflection of Jack Noir's uh, shades. Man. The, this ain't fair. The imagery of the wine spilled on the table. Uh, it's... Man. This is upsetting. This is actually upsetting. I'm, I'm gonna say it. Dad has not done or will have ever done anything to deserve anything bad happen to him. And man, uncalled for pain, agony. <laughs> Mom's history a little bit more questionable with the the Lalond household, but you know what? I don't think she deserved to be executed by a dog man. Yeah. I I'm actually upset at this. Um I I forgot this is how dad goes out and it is heart-wrenching. Um Yeah, I want to I'm gonna, let's move on. <laughs> Hussey's done <laughs> it again. Tana. What the fuck, Hussey? Hussey, this is Hussey, this was not okay. <laughs> it's not okay to do. Um But okay. All right. Uh Taking a deep breath and resetting myself for Mind Fang's journey. Man, <laughs> man. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to? I'm gonna. I'm gonna just throw it on the table. Uh, Vriska shaped herself after what is basically the equivalent of of a fucking fucking smutty romance novel. It's a lot. Um, Mindfang's journal has always had a reputation for probably one of, one of if not the most salacious parts of Homestuck. We'll say. Um, it it's something. Uh, I need I need you to talk with me through this okay. because. I I need I need help here. Um the the first the, the first page of it is so hard to get through. <laughs> it, it is not it fuck. Um it is not only like written a little bit like Hussey was getting paid for, per word. Um but you also have to process internally that Orphaner Dulscar was basically a cuckold, <laughs> and that my Vriska's ancestor would make him stand in the corner and watch while she fucked slaves. I mean, right? it, it's a particular slave, and it, it is a particular slave. And when we find he, out later who the particular slave is, it'll all come together. Uh, but man. It's so much! <laughs> <laughs> the topic of sex in Homestuck is... Um... F- skirted around, most often. Joked about. 
and uh, made into something that you can kind of nervously laugh at, right? Yeah. Like, I want to I wanna take a brief retrospective here. I want to go back, all the way back to Act 2, and say, you know what, the first big brush that we had with sexual topics in this comic was that Bro Strider ran a puppet porn website, right? Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, it really has been pretty minimal. We've had the occasional, but if not, uh, two, uh, altogether two frequent bucket jokes, um, with vague allusions to the process of which trolls, uh, procreate, but it has always been vague, purposely so. Yeah. Um, the, the, the process of troll procreation has always, always been, had, it, it's been out of sight and out of mind. It's been teased, but it, we, it's been a point that we never hear about it. Um, there's been the Carcat shipping chart, which is like, hey, these two pairs of kids are going to have to have their own kids to, to, for the human race, which is stupid, and it's kind of uncomfortable, but at the same time, the kids were joking about it, and, you know, it's it's most of the time when it was brought up, it was fine. It was enjoyable to laugh at, because it was dipshit PUA Carcat trying to matchmake, and it was funny. Yeah. This is smut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've gone from I'm gesturing wildly and no words are coming out um <sighs> you do it help it help. let me let me let me think it's it's even harder to talk about when when you bring in the fact that uh it's already like established that when 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 a young troll uh finds out about the life of their ancestor they will follow in the footsteps of their ancestor and and model model themselves to uh, uh, essentially be their ancestor and it <laughs> When you see Mindfang acting like this and writing it in her journal, it. it the, let's get <laughs> let's get specific, okay? I want to I want to just cast that the the journal excerpt that we read opens with Mindfang talking about her kismesitude uh, with Dual Scar, um, which Aridan and Vriska have already been kismesises in the past, so or tried tried. Um, it didn't, I, I don't, I, I remember, I, I, I think it goes like they, they work as Macy's, but it just didn't work out. Yeah. Um, Riska moved on to greener pastures, was it? Or blacker pastures? Yeah. Uh, cause it just, just didn't get anything out of it anymore. Um, but yeah, so this is Dual Scar, or no, this is Mindfang writing about how, um, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if there's a way to read this besides that they're, like, Kismises through cuckoldry. Yeah. Right? That's exactly what it reads like. Right. Uh, like, I, like I just said, it's, this part, the, the, the one, the first page of it, this entry, is about how, it's about Mindfang's ritual of making him stand in the corner and watch while she has sex with a, a slave who they have cap who she has captured 
um, with the, with, there's, like, race play involved. Like, a pointed part of it is that she doesn't, uh, she never draws blood from the slave, so Dulscar can't even get the satisfaction of knowing that it's a high blood. It's insane! Man. It's driving me crazy! I I have to, I, I, I can't do this anymore. I, Help! Help! Okay, okay. I'm hitting the next page. Oh my god! Okay. Um. The the next entry in the journal is that Dulscar has had this that slave assassinated. Um. Which is, you know, unfortunate. Um, and this is what uh, has has killed off the appeal in the in the in the kismetitude for for Mind Fang. It's not fun anymore. It sucks now. Um, she wishes she could have had had more uh, going on with the slave, which is a little bit weird. There's a whole paragraph in the previous page about how the the slave is just fucking terrified and just doesn't want to be killed. Um. Man. Uh, 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 um, as we are reading these journal pages, uh, it it goes to our actual characters, um, uh, Aridin and Vriska having a bit of a showdown, um, (sighs) Mindfang talks about how, uh, Dulscar kind of sucks. And has no creativity in how he, he's going to get back at her after this, uh, or keep anything going. Um, how he's trying to go through bureaucratic avenues to do it, uh, which is really lame and fitting for Aridan's, uh lineage, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, the showdown between Ar- actual Aridan and Riske is interrupted by Gamzee, uh, strolling on up um at which point the the journal uh brings up uh how dulscar actually tried to go and get revenge um it mentions uh that dulscar was much like eridan just an absolute sap for the the empress um the condescension uh in in dulscar's case um and how he would, uh, he's, he's taken a great risk by harboring red ambitions for an empress who will never know his name, which is, you know, just a great burn. Yeah. Um, but what, but it, but the, the journal goes on to mention that Dulscar sold Mindfang out to the Grand High Blood, uh, Gamzee's ancestor, by the way. Um, and, Paid the price of his life for it because the Grand High Blood does not tolerate bullshit. Um, Mindfang uh, waxes poetic, wondering how how shitty it must have been uh, when Dulscar tried to uh, entertain the High Blood, which, which is pretty funny. Um, and uh, notes: I always imagined a grander entry in your, my journal for your demise, Dulscar, which pretty good. Yeah, I gotta say. Good. 
Also, we get a mention of of the quote unquote vast honk. Yes, uh, the vast honk. Which put a pin in that. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, the 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 the, uh, the clown worshippers have are uh, pro- prophesize. Um, Gamzee uh, continues to to approach uh, during the showdown. Um. Mindfang's journal notes that uh, the High Bloods, the Subjugators, uh, that is, have uh, they they have not really been shaken by Dulscar snitching on Mindfang for being a, a a criminal, um, and all they've done is dispatch a a certain uh teal blooded troll, uh neophyte Red Glare. An up-and-coming uh, lawyer to uh, to hunt her down, um, which Mindfang finds amusing and uh, writes off uh, that she'll ever have any more involvement with with Red Glare. Pinning that, but yeah, um, we we get we cut out of the journal stuff now, and we actually get we get up to to present, um. Uh, do you want to say anything about the journal? Because I'm going to stop myself from saying anything else about the journal. Uh, not really. I think the... I'm a big fan of the Ancestors, but I think the entries from Mindfang's journal is probably, like, the worst part of Ancestor content. I don't even if I know if I can call it, like... Okay, it, it's it's really weird and uncomfortable, but... I had such a blast losing my mind over it that I have to give it some appreciate some points for that. I appreciate it for what it is. Yeah, it's just I I, I like so the weird. I like the ancestor content we get uh, in a couple hundred pages that like really fleshes out the dynamics between all twelve ancestors. Yes, which is which is far yeah. more interesting. But yes, this this really does work as a why the fuck is Hussing Hussy making me read this. <laughs> Uh, the, the, it really comes out of, no, it really comes out of absolutely nowhere. Um, and it, it gives, uh, again, because everything gives characterization to Vriska now, uh, it gives a little bit of character to Vriska knowing this is what she grew up on. Yeah. I would say that it makes the Tavros kiss make a, make a little more sense. Yes, definitely. Uh, um, man. Why was <laughs> Vriska was essentially raised by a copy of Fifty Shades of Grey? Like, what's going oh on? Oh my god! I this is better than Fifty Shades of Grey. Come on! I I mean, I've never May... consumed anything related to Fifty Shades of Grey. There's just an offhand reference, but the fact that I'm you're gonna... the fact that you're alluding I to have... it. Okay, 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 okay. Wait, okay, okay. <laughs> I haven't either. I, I haven't either. Before this accusation takes off, I have not read the book either. But I'm going to assume that like. Tr- like alien hate cuckoldry is more interesting to read than like bad BDSM fanfic by like repressed religious mother. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna assume. I mean, I've heard Fifty Shades of Grey has some pretty good lines. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a line that's like, "Uh, he looked at me like a mother hamster who's about to eat her young." How is that in an actual unironic, like, 
like erotica novel and 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 not in the fucking part of Homestuck that Hussey wrote to be sexual. How is that 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 should be in this? Like that that <laughs> We have to move on. We okay, have we're to move moving on. on. We're getting out of here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, 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 okay. It's fine. It's it's okay. We get a flash. We do get a flash. Um the hero returning alive. Um the there's a bit of a old west style showdown between the three, the three high-blooded trolls, um, before they're interrupted by the somewhat perforated but still walking and now uh, positively radiant Kanaya, uh, returning to wreak havoc once again. Yeah, love to um, see it. You love to see it. Uh, she's back. Um, she makes a bit of a, a bold entrance, we'll say. Uh, by swiftly dispatching of all three threats in the room, uh, kicking Gamzee in the nuts so hard, well, we don't know, kicking Gamzee in the crotch so hard uh, that he flies off a cliff, um, dispatching him from the story for the time being, um, decking Vriska in, right in the fucking face, which is an incredibly bold maneuver. Yeah. Um, sending her flying. Uh, and snapping Aridin's wand in half before eviscerating him with her chainsaw. Um, so yeah, uh, Aridin officially went out like a bitch. Uh, good riddance, I'll say. Agree, agree. <laughs> dead. Absolutely fucking dead. Um, the shades, uh, the Equius's shades uh, fly down from the sky to rest, to situate themselves on Kanaya's face. <laughs> Uh, as she coolly reapplies her lipstick, and uh, Vriska just is just hopelessly, hopelessly enamored with uh, with Kanaya after this development. And you know what? Who can blame her? Yeah, pretty respectable. <laughs> Very respectable. But yeah, um, <laughs> what a development! What a development! Awesome. Awesome. I love Kanaya. Glad she's alive again. Same. I and, knew this was going to happen the whole time. And man, here here we are, sitting at this command, be Jack Noir. You, you just know <sighs> the, the pain on the other side of this panel. You are Jack Noir. You have just murdered an innocent family. What will you do? It's so fucked up. This is, this is not right. This shouldn't, this is, this is, I don't, I, come on, Hussey, why? This is fucked up. First, first Nepeta, now this, come on. You know what, at least in both cases, we were granted the, the amnesty of not having to see it happen. Yeah. Um, but, man, this is fucked up. Jack Noir uh, proceeds to uh, accessorize with the many trophies he has just claimed from the slain couple um, before 
regaining a sense of dignity and realizing this is incredibly stupid and that uh, he hates dressing silly. Um, and he swears off trophies forever, besides Cal, who is his only friend in the world. Yeah. Good, good old Cal. Good old Cal. That guy. And it all kind of wraps up. It, it all kind of comes to a head in the just the the uh, the summation that Jack Frost is really fucking bored. Or Jack Jack, Jack Frost. Frost? I'm playing Which... too much Megaton. I'm playing too much Megaton again. It rolls off the tongue better. I thought I thought you meant like Tumblr Jack Frost. Oh God, that's even worse. <laughs> I am just left in a tatters by this reading. This is so much. Okay, but like objectively speaking, Jack Fro- like Frost follows the hard K sound. Yeah, like a lot smooth. Okay, okay, we're in agreement. It's not a weird, it's not a weird uh, wrong thing to unfile from your brain. Um, Jack Noir is really fucking bored. Um, he he's, he he wishes he could get a, a a lock on where John is to kill him. But the wind is just carrying his scent everywhere, and he just has no idea where to find him. Um, and uh, in his in his thoughts of killing, he is consumed by bloodlust and then uh, a hunger for 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 dog things such as bones, the male tennis balls, begging strips, sausages. That's... It's so good. Let's go. I I said before um, that I don't really like how Jack Noir has no real characterization. It's not much, but I find this uh, both entertaining and like uh, a good little look inside the mind. Yeah. Um, it it's 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 not a whole lot for a villain motivation, but I like that it it goes to the 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 way to say like. Hey, you know why he's killing people? He's just fucking bored. This is all... he Like, Jack Noir is not a very complicated person uh, in life. He's very, uh... He's just mean and mean-spirited and homicidal. And now that he has the power to kill as much as he wants, whoever he wants, it has just led to an all-consuming boredom because he is kind of at the apex of his existence. Um... Jack Noir is also consumed by a love for Jade, uh, due to his back prototyping, which he greatly resents and is really mad about. Um, and notes that, uh, this, that, this is, uh, a nice little lampshade for, you know, why Jade has been permitted to run around on her planet incredibly weak, uh, doing whatever she wants at this point. Yeah. Um, and in his boredom, uh, Jack decides to have his minions the other the other uh the other agents uh send the courtyard droll uh on assassination assassination mission against jade um don't worry don't worry that the droll can't ever get anything done and that he sucks uh just have him do it which is which is funny i sure am Absolutely glad like- the droll is very incapable of doing anything. Absolutely. The last thing we need right now is just something to happen to poor Jade. Um, I really like the animation on 3559 of, uh, the, of, uh, DD imagining himself whacking Jack with a newspaper. <laughs> just a, 
a look inside the mind of one of the best characters in the comic, for real. Um, but yeah, uh, Diddy hits up CD. Um, CD is currently having an absolute grand old time on the battlefield. He's met up with the bunny, with Liv Tyler, uh, they're friends now, um, and, uh, he's just, he, he's just giddy with the idea of, uh, having to get on his best winter hat and go over to a snow planet. <laughs> CD's so good. Um, that's where the rabbit is, by the way. Uh, and having, sitting in comfort, uh, knowing that his next plan has been set into motion, uh, Jack takes a bit of a breather and sits down and considers, uh, the future and what existence has in store for him. Um, again, like, you know, Jack is not much of a character, but I, I like that it's introducing, um, the, the, uh, the, the shitty part of eternity on, in this part, in, in this, in this section. Yeah. Um, and that really he's, he's just fucking bored, uh, after becoming all powerful and he has eternity to look forward to being bored and being all powerful. But yeah, um, we, uh, we skip forward, uh, a little bit, um, to be future Jack Noir, uh, frozen in time, uh, facing down Aradia shortly after her, uh, resurrection. Um, he is absolute dog shit at waiting and is freaking out while frozen in time. Um, Yeah, I, I really like the gif of him freaking out while frozen. Oh yeah. If you I will say if you had epilepsy, like the the old Homestuck Phantom was not the place to hang out cuz this like f- green radioactive flashing electric pattern was like an incredibly popular thing to like animate on random shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um Jack Frost is a, a I said it again. I said it again. Man, you're again. on a you're on a roll tonight. I'm deranged. I need help. I'm sick in the head. Man. Alex, you gotta edit all these out. No, uh, don't. <laughs> Just put a little text-to-speech at whenever I say it wrong. This this episode is sponsored by the Jack Frost x Wunsler Be My Bad Boy AMV. <laughs> yes, it, yes, yes. If you don't know what that is, uh... Do yourself a favor and give give it a watch. It's <laughs> it's great. Corner cornerstone of a uh, 2013 Tumblr culture. Um, but where are okay? We're at the okay. We're at the end of the reading. Yeah. Um, and we we close out here on Aradia. Uh, have, having just resurrected, um, as the mate of time, um, and. She, you're faced with a decision of either uh, of using all of your power to freeze Jack for off. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> to freeze Jack. I'm just going to say Jack. Just going to say Jack. Um, to freeze Jack uh, and either eventually run out of energy and die when he's released then, or release him now and die now. And Arati makes a choice to uh, to do neither and 
not die anymore, which is great. Good for her. And good for her. Um, but yeah, uh, we close out uh, on Aradia uh, having just mysteriously disappeared after freeing Jack Noir, and she is now staring down the green sun, uh, confidently proclaiming her, her, her. Uh, I I I could have come up with a really cool way to end that line. I couldn't. Um, she's done with dying. It's cool. I'm very epic. happy for her. Very epic. So true. Oh my god. My brain is completely broken in so many ways after this reading. <laughs> uh, I want to apologize to everybody uh, for every... <laughs> every Man. Man. That's... This is this is a good one. I gotta say this this is a really good one. That's how you know it's a good one when we sit in silence. I <laughs> I am so fried. Um, I think that the the mind fang journal I was just not ready to discuss. I knew that, that was going to be a big one, but I was just not not ready to actually talk about it. Um, but yeah, no, we get a lot. This is a really good one. I think. Um, we had the. A lot of Riska sequences, we gotta see a new side of Riska, uh, we gotta see a new side of Aradia, so I think we're both happy today. Yeah! Um, we get to read some absolutely inappropriate content, um, <laughs> but it, it, it is bittersweet as ever, because poor Dad Egbert has finally met his end. Agony. Sure, I'm glad everything's solved on the meteor. Yeah, uh, everything's going great it's, over there. It's, a, um, it's great that nothing else will happen now that Kanaya has solved everything. Yeah, um, at the very least, uh, I'm very glad that Aradin is dead yes. and that we don't have to deal with him anymore. Yes. Um, thank God. Uh, but yeah, we got we got some whole new teasers for drama to get to come. Uh, we got uh, Vriska uh, fallen head over heels for Kanaya. Um, we got a uh, we got John uh, awaiting the horrific discovery of his dead parent. Bang. Um, this is yeah, that got a lot less fun the more I thought about it. <laughs> We can't wait until uh, the, the point where we have to elaborate on that. Oh Jesus Christ! We got a whole, we got a whole another uh, scene of Dave finding out the bro died for like the third time or something. Second or third? It it feels like it's happened a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and we get some uh, some interesting foreshadowing uh, via the ancestor stuff. We get the promise of more ancestor content to come, which will be fun. Um, in no way will 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 Mindfang ever have interacted with Red Glare again. Uh, and in no way does this ever foreshadow any interaction <laughs> with Terezi or anybody else. Uh, he said facetiously. Uh, what do you, what do you do? You have any closing thoughts on this one? Um, I really like this reading. Uh, I said it earlier, but the the 
the this Vriska sequence that we had is like one of my favorite ones. I really I really like seeing Vriska like open up and talk about her feelings and her her troubles like trying to grapple with things such as killing Tavros. Yeah. Um <laughs> we were pretty callous when Tavros died because I think we were fucking sick of uh talking about him, but it, it Vriska's a Vriska's a, a, a person still and it's it's good to see that her kind of uh maturing like this yes um it's yeah great day to be a Vriska fan great day to be a Vriska fan oh my god windows wants me to fucking no i'm not gonna update um but yeah uh i i think that we kind of exhaustively beat on every point uh as it came up um I want to reiterate that, like, the whole, the Dream Bubble thing is really awesome, um, and it, both as, like, Aradia getting, or a live Aradia getting a real proper bit of characterization that I think is really sweet and really, uh, uplifting, and the, the, the concept of Homestuck having an afterlife, and that Dave as a time player has... A lot of trials that he is going to face uh, regarding his immortality and post-mortality and reconciling that as being the Alpha Timeline Dave as well. Yeah. Which is, I think, something to look forward to as well. Uh, I, yeah. Big big Dave fan here. I think we're all big Dave fans on the show. Dave's great. <laughs> Love Dave. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I don't have anything else to say about this reading. Um, or at least, like, I don't, I don't want to think about it anymore because I know I'm gonna have another meltdown about the journal if I have to think about it again. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna push us to. Uh, I, I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Uh, do you? Uh, not really. Uh, I think we okay. covered everything. Yeah. Okay. We're this, I, I was expecting us to end up at this be like a two-hour episode. Um, but I think that we actually got through the stuff that we needed to get through with some efficiency. Yeah. Um, so, I guess there's nothing wrong with taking it to the close before the hour and a half mark. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, 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 I forgot to ask you what we're reading next week. Yeah. (laughs) What are we reading next week? Uh, we, we are going to read from 3569 to... Nice. (laughs) 3679. 3679. Alright, nice little uh, 110 pages for the fans. We, we, we are going to have an interesting time with with the next reading. I think that we are going to have an interesting time through all of the readings up to the end of Act 5 yeah, at this point. I, I think we are guaranteed this. We we covered something. Uh, now now that we're, we're distanced from it, uh, we, we something was set up in this reading that I know oh, for no. a fact that we are going to see the repercussions of like in the, in the pages right before cascade and i was like holy shit it's happening it's 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 getting set up the the co- the cogs are turning i i can i can see it coming now poggers all right um leaving that uh juicy little nugget of foreshadowing on the table i'm going to actually take it to the close Woo! uh with no objections um so 
you uh, have been listening to a Jack Frost podcast. Um, I am Aiden. I'm John. Um, I want to, as always, give a big shout out to our wonderful listeners for sticking with us through all this bullshit. Um, I hope I uh, hope that this hope that the the <laughs> journal meltdown wasn't too much for some of you. Um, I would also like to give a big shout out to Alex for. Uh, making everything that we do here possible. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, catch us back next week, uh, for pages 3569 through 3679 as we continue to speed even ever, ever quicker towards Cascade. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Later. Later.